you know, I, I think that's the biggest thing. You just have to be transparent with others. Um, when you enter the workforce, you realize you work with so many different types of personalities, so many different types of people. Um, so you, you have to understand how people like to work, how people like to communicate. And they also have to know, you know the same thing for you as well. This is Your Career GPS, the podcast designed to help teens, young adults, students, new grads, and emerging professionals navigate their career journey. I'm Brad Minton. Welcome back to Your Career GPS podcast. Uh, Excited to have all of you back for another amazing episode. I want to remind all of our listeners, if you aren't following us yet, make sure that you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure that you're checking us out on Instagram and TikTok as well at Your Career GPS podcast. You know, today's episode hits home for me and it hits home for so many of the young people that I work with day in and day out that struggle with confidence particularly when that lack of confidence is is fueled a little bit by introversion. And as an introvert myself who has struggled with confidence, uh, this has really, really impacted my life and my career. And I feel extremely fortunate now uh, to be at a position where I feel like I have worked through a lot of those pains. <laughs> but for a lot of our uh, young listeners and individuals who currently work with youth and uh, and their development, this is something that uh, is very very important. Uh, we want to make sure that we can maximize the career trajectory of the individuals of the next generation. And so, whatever hindrances or whatever setbacks that they have in their way, we want to be able to provide a framework and tools and resources to be able to work through that. Today. I'm happy to invite Stephen Liu on the podcast, a great guy that I've had an opportunity to get to know here recently. Stephen Liu provides career advice and improves the confidence to inspire others uh, to build their personal brand, get the job that they want, and have a successful career. Currently, he's a program manager at Applied Materials. He's creating strategic initiatives to allow applied materials to become more proactive about obsolescence. In addition, Stephen Liu is a career coach, a public speaker, and he's coming to us now from Mountain House, California. So welcome, Stephen. Hey, Brad. Happy to be here. Well, Stephen, I, uh, I'm i so excited that we got introduced uh, recently through a um, fellow friend and a colleague of ours, Andrea Copel, and I have been learning a little bit more about what you do and, and found it very, very inspiring. So I would love for you to just take a couple of minutes just to share a little bit about your journey uh, working through uh, some of the trials and tribulations that come with introversion on on the road to uh, gaining your own confidence and your own voice. Yeah, sure. So I used to be a super shy introvert. I hated networking. I hated public speaking, hated, me- hated meeting new people. Um, but there's a series of events that really got me to where I am today and seeing kind of the opportunities that have came to me because I was willing to get out of my comfort zone, come out of my shell. Uh, now I'm helping others, again, building confidence in themselves. Uh, so the story started back in 2016. I was, I was an engineer at Lockheed Martin, and I applied to the Engineering Leadership Development Program. 
However, I wasn't selected. And the feedback that I got was you needed more leadership experience, which, which I thought was ironic because I'm trying to get into the leadership development program. <laughs> but anyways, so I'm thinking, how can I get more leadership experience? I can't just go to my lead and say, I'm taking over your job, even though you've been here 20, 25 years. Mm -hmm. So I decided to join an ERG, an employee research group called PAN, which is Professional Asian American Network. Yeah, so I, um, I started as the Mentoring and Professional Development Chair, where I organize speed mentoring events and also public speaking events where I bring in speakers. So as part of in, in this role, I needed to get comfortable with being on stage where I introduce the speaker or I facilitate the events. So I got more and more confident as I, as I went along. Um, I eventually became the local site chair. So now I'm representing uh, our entire chapter. I'm running monthly meetings. Uh, so I've, you know, again, got more and more confident with public speaking. And then in 2018, or before the start of 2018, I decided to challenge myself by doing a 52-week challenge of videos on LinkedIn. Mm. Uh, that, this is when videos started popping up on LinkedIn. I said, you know what? I can do that. I have a cell phone. I can record myself. And I decided to talk about career advice, career tips and advice, um, because I've gone to a lot of different presentations and seminars and I have mentors and I've taken a lot of notes. So as the planner type of person I am, I decided that every single week, I'm just going to pull something from the list and, and talk about it. Well, the first 20, 25 videos were pretty bad. Uh, I, my, you know, I kept stuttering, couldn't even look at the camera. Uh, my voice was soft. I just didn't speak with confidence. But as I went along with each video, I started noticing my tendencies and I can work on fixing them. I started noticing uh, my weaknesses and I can fix those as well. So with the combination of being in the leadership position and doing these weekly videos, I really built up the confidence in myself to be comfortable with, with public speaking. And then fast forward to uh, 2020, we had the pandemic. And that's when I decided that I'm going to rebrand myself as a career coach because I've been informally coaching everyone on LinkedIn with my weekly videos up to that point. But I can be more effective if I'm providing one-on-one -on -one advice. Uh, and then in 2021, after three straight year, years of doing weekly videos, I decided to do a, a weekly, weekly LinkedIn live stream which had its own challenges as well. Uh, rather than pre-recording a bunch of videos, it, being able to edit them, mm -hmm. I had to be live. I had to bring on a guest every single week. But that, again, challenged me to be uh, to present in, in a different type of way. So you know, to sum up the story here, by being rejected from that leadership program, it forced me to get out of my comfort zone. And by taking on the leadership role, by doing all these weekly videos, really helped me build up confidence to speak in public, um, I don't hesitate to present in front of an, any type of audience, whether uh, for a podcast like this or an in-person type of event. Um, so that's why I want to help people with, because I think a lot of us, uh, most of us, uh, actually, we have these self-doubts where we have these self-limiting beliefs that we just it's so hard for us to get over that in reality, it's really not that big of a deal. And I'll show a little bit more about how to get over these self-limiting beliefs. Such a powerful story, Stephen, and I think there there's so many things that I can relate to, and I think many of our listeners can can certainly relate to because if they're not introverts, they certainly know introverts, and and I went through a very very similar road and a similar journey, and you know continue to be on that journey and never ends. You know you always want to improve and, and take your skills up to. Uh, a new level. But, you know, I, I think it's powerful because you had a, a point of reckoning where an opportunity eluded you. Uh, and it was something that it was almost as though it was an, an awakening where you had, 
you know, really had to come to terms with this is holding me back. This is preventing me from, you know, being able to maximize my potential. And you certainly have the potential. You're proving it now. But at that particular point, it, it was certainly a, you know, coming down to earth process. One of the things that I would love to to just ask you about briefly about that journey was it's it can be extremely scary taking that first step um, or the first few steps. <laughs> I mean, I remember for me, it was the exact same thing. The first time I volunteered to you know do a, a presentation of public speaking, I had a pretty small audience, but I was terrified, absolutely terrified. So I was just curious for you what helped you or, or, you know, what allowed you in those initial stages, right as you made that pivot, right as you, you know, jumped into that employee resource group? I mean, how did you work through those initial nerves, that initial, you know, apprehension and fear? Yeah. And I, I think a better example I want to share is actually my first video. So I committed to do a 52 week uh, challenge. I had the first video recorded. I had it ready to go. I had it uploaded on LinkedIn already with the, the whole text that comes with it. I just had to hit submit and I just couldn't get myself to do it. I I sat there for 10 minutes and I started having all these self-limiting beliefs that I talked about earlier. Uh, Things like, oh, no one's going to watch this video or this is stupid or no one's going to care. And I just sat there for 10 minutes and I basically said, you know what? F it. I'm just going to upload it and and (laughs) deal with whatever comes next. Um, And I'm glad I did. And even after three or four uh, weeks of videos, I was thinking about quitting because I just thought, this is a dumb idea. Am I really going to do this for 52 weeks? Um, but I'm glad I continued uh, because, you know, I did 52 weeks of videos in 2018. I did it again in 2019, led me to become a career coach on the side and led me to do weekly LinkedIn lives, led me to this opportunity here, right, yeah. where I could be on this podcast and many other podcasts. So really with the first step, the first step is absolutely the, the hardest, but you just have to just say, I got to do it. Because again, the worst thing that can happen is the same thing as nothing. Because the worst thing that can happen when I upload the video is no one's going to watch it. Because, but if I don't even upload, no one's still going to watch it. But, and then if you think about the positive side, the best thing that can happen is you get a bunch of support from your community, uh, from the LinkedIn community, which is what I got. Uh, you get a bunch of uh, positive comments, you get a lot of support. And who knows, you may get an opportunity, right? You may be able to start networking with even more people. I've been able to connect with so many people, other content creators on LinkedIn. So with any opportunity that comes your way, just take it because the worst thing that can happen is the same result if you didn't do anything at all. Mm. I mean, that's that's powerful, absolutely powerful. And I, I think that it, it absolutely mimics what I experienced too. And I, I think that what you said really puts it in perspective. The taking the chance to take that first step, to take a leap, puts you in a position to experience considerable upside. But the failure to do so, the the stagnation, the the just the the analysis paralysis that you experienced right there before you hit send, before you hit submit, you know, that will that will ensure that you will not move forward. It'll ensure that the the doors of opportunity will stay closed. And and it was like it it took time and it, and there was some momentum that had to take place over time. But but you got there. W- uh, one of the things that I I was really kind of curious about, just in terms of 
just in terms of introversion in general, you know, many people understand the, the, the concept of introversion, but, you know, there is a difference between just introversion and shyness. And we do have many of us, myself included, that are both, and we get the best, best of both worlds. But, you know, introversion in and of itself is that, um, that, energy, you know, where we get our energy, where we direct our energy, and, and we are more driven in solitude, you know, we can be alone with our thoughts, we can focus, and we can really, really dial in some great ideas or innovation or, you know, whatever it is that we're happen to be working on. And, and then the the external tends to drain us a little bit more. <laughs> so, but uh, along the lines of the introversion of uh, the introvert within you, you know, I would love just to hear just a little bit about how you feel that that actually helps you in the context of your career, because you're doing some amazing things now. And, you, you know, you're having an impact on people, um, both in your your full time job and your coaching business. So I'd love to just kind of hear about how the introversion has actually worked for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great point, Brad. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being an introvert or an extrovert, right? Each person and you can even be a mix of both, right? I would still consider myself an introvert. I'm not full 100% extrovert, full 100% introvert. I'm somewhere in the middle. Um, but there's a lot of benefits of uh, being an introvert. Uh, one thing I would say is you listen, listen more than you speak. Mm -hmm. So in meetings, you're not the loudest person in the room, you're not the person talking the most, but you listen more. And this allows you to capture a lot of different ideas, capture the whole discussion and allows you to come up with a good response or a good solution rather than coming up with something that's purely driven by emotion. Um, another thing that I do a lot in my current job and in any of my previous jobs is I always take notes in the meeting. Mm -hmm. So I'm in a meeting, you know, I'm contributing, but I'm also typing notes on the side. And it's a lot of these meetings where you have a lot of extroverts and a lot of people talking, they just keep talking. There's, there's no <laughs> results, right? There's no action. There's no, there's no nothing that comes that there's no takeaways from from that discussion. But from me taking notes, I'm able to summarize the discussion. I'm able to say who has this action, who has to do this, what are we waiting for, and I can share that with whoever's organizing the meeting. So that's one thing that I brought to the table that I'm still bringing to the table in any meeting that I go to, uh, taking notes and also as I you know summarizing what I said earlier by listening more, you're able to gather a lot more information rather than trying to think about what your next response is. You know, I love that. I and I appreciate that so much because I have to imagine that that's helped you substantially in your leadership. And I think the natural tendency for for young people is to think the leader is the talker. The leader is the one that's standing up front and just, you know, barking demands and barking. You know, we, there's a very stereotypical idea of what a boss or what a leader actually is. And this is really, you know, breaking down that uh, misconception that you have to be that way. You have to be that loud, boisterous, you know, commanding presence in the room. And if that were the case, tell me how all of these incredible companies doing all this great innovation like Tesla, you know, uh, you cannot tell me. <laughs> That Elon Musk is an extrovert, you know, <laughs> I mean, so there's, there's, uh, there's a secret sauce with that, I think. So I was, I was really interested in, in your perspective on, on how it's benefited you and that leadership capacity, because that was what you were originally really wanting to develop. Mm -hmm. 
Yep, exactly. And you know, as you said, good leaders aren't always the loudest one, but they're the ones that provide the good ideas, the good solutions to whatever the discussion is about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the things that I definitely wanted to touch on today that's important that, that we talk about is you are working with clients and you're helping them develop their own voice and their own confidence. And from the standpoint of, of, you know, being that one to say, I see you, I hear you, I understand what it is that you're going through. What do you find yourself saying a lot? What do you find yourself having to challenge your clients on consistently in order to, to push those comfort zones, get out of their own way, get out of their own head and, and, and take some real steps? Yeah, with the with my clients, I always like to ask the question why. So, f- using an example here, um, why haven't you posted videos on LinkedIn? And a lot of things, you know, a lot of people say, um, I don't know what to talk about. So, even if you are a college student, I would say, what advice would you give to your freshman self? What advice would you give to high school students? Oh, okay, there's something you can talk about. Um, another thing is, no one's going to watch my videos, or no one cares. So again, I ask, why? How do you know people aren't going to care? How do you know people aren't going to watch it? And then another common thing is, especially with videos, and this goes with public speaking as well, people like to say, my voice sounds funny or I look funny when I present. But the problem is, it's especially when you're recording yourself and you hear your voice, the voice you hear recorded, is diff- it's different than what you actually sound like. And it's, you're just not used to hearing that voice ever. So when you hear it for the first time, you just think it's weird, or you just think you look funny on camera. But the reality is that's how everyone else hears your voice or sees what you look like. So the bottom line here is there's really nothing to worry about because we put in all these self-limiting thoughts on ourselves. And if you just think about why am I worried about this? It's really not that big of a deal. And then what I said earlier about what is the worst thing that can happen? And then the worst thing that can happen is the same result as if you didn't do anything at all. So whenever you're in that type of situation, even if you're applying for a job and you just think, oh, I'm not going to get the job. Well, if you don't apply, you're still not going to get it. But if you actually put in the effort, look at the requirements and tailor your resume to the job you're applying for, you have a, a higher chance of getting that job rather than if you just completely skipped it. I love it. I love it. And um, I think that's absolutely another thing that, that probably you have, you know, really as a result of, of your introversion is helping others kind of get to the heart of it, you know, really, really get to the heart, uh, you know, asking a powerful question like why, you know, why, you know, haven't you taken that first step or, or, you know, even another step further is why is this important to begin with? And really, really connecting to that because then that can maybe help get them over that hump. But it's a it's a really, really deep way to be able to connect to that and and really help work through those challenges and, and really break through. You know, you you brought up a, a few different times LinkedIn and how impactful LinkedIn has been for you in terms of your your own development and your own confidence, you're just getting both familiar with the platform and then really leveraging it for, you know, young individuals who are maybe new to the platform, who are really in that space of 
geez, I, I just don't know what to do. I don't know how to interact with this. I, you know, I, you know, any words of advice on maybe some good first initial steps just to kind of get their feet wet and just to kind of get a little bit of that momentum going. Yeah. I mean, the key is, like you said, take baby steps up front. You don't have to start posting videos like I did. You know, this is what I share with people. That's probably not the best way to do it because it's a big leap of faith. But if you're just new to LinkedIn or just trying to, how do I build up confidence to start posting? Start with baby steps. So go on your newsfeed and start commenting on the posts that you see. And don't just don't just say comments like great post or I agree. That doesn't really add value. So you need to add comments that provide value or continue to the conversation. So if someone posts, uh, does a post about here are 10, uh, the top 10 common mistakes I see on a resume, then you can say, oh, I've you know, noticed these on my resume and this is how I'm going to fix it. Or here's another common mistake that I've seen from other resumes I've seen. So that's, you know, you start building up your confidence by adding value to these conversations. And once you have enough confidence, you realize, oh, I'm already commenting my own thoughts, but I can might as well post about it. And you, if you don't, if you, you don't need to worry about where, what you're going to post about or what ideas um, that you're going to post because they just come to you. You can listen to this podcast. You're like, oh, Steven or Brad mentioned this thing. I, I'm going to post about it. You have a conversation with someone or you go to a presentation. There's all these different ideas that just come to you. So you don't need to worry too much about, oh, what am I going to post about today? Uh, I have no idea what to do. You just have these different ideas just based on what you do, what your interactions are, what you listen to, and all these different ideas will come to you. I think that's a, a really, really great point. And, you know, often there's a lot of concern, you know, particularly in the, in the beginning where we're just, you know, starting to, you know, venture into our, our own brand, right? And we're trying to get grounded in, in, you know, who we are, what we care about, what we stand for. And what's really interesting about that is is the fact that you can take cues from what you see and experience and digest every day that's meaningful to you ensures that you stay on brand right <laughs> because you're not you're not suddenly going to flip from one extreme to another you're going to find yourself gravitating towards the things that matter to you the most and if they're doing that then as you said before you can take these small baby steps to just start joining the conversation and it can be one or two sentences just to begin with. It could start there and then increase that over time. And then it could be following key thought leaders in your, uh, in your arena and in the industry that you are looking to, to join. And then, you know, being part of the conversation of what they put out there and what they represent. I think it's great. I mean, and, and the baby steps, man, such a such an important, <laughs> important reminder, I think, for all of us. You know, one of the the other things that I really, really wanted to to pluck your brain about as being an individual that that started from that place where you know, it was really quite the opposite of, of, you know, the, the life that you live now where you were kind of, you know, kind of happy doing your own thing until you realized how much it was really preventing your growth. And now being in, in this position where, you know, you're, you're actively taking on leadership, you are actively putting your voice out there and, and really, really, I guess, taking command of that 
within the confines of being an introvert. You're not faking it. You're not trying to be something that you're not. That's one of the things that I'd, I'd love to just get your perspective on, because I know I struggled with that a lot when I was young, and I, I've talked with so many young people who they're not putting that, those words on it, but that's exactly what they're going through. They feel like they have to be an extrovert as they're coming into their internships or they're coming into their jobs and, and getting comfortable in the workplace in order to survive and in order to you know feel like they're, they're contributing. So... So what are your thoughts on that? You know, what what thoughts or suggestions do you have about having to work through that that you know, feeling like they have to force themselves to be something they're not? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. First thing, be yourself, right? Don't don't change yourself to be an extrovert. Don't be because then you're you're, you're being a fake, right? You're pretending to be someone else. So it's okay to be yourself and it's okay to be an introvert, it's okay to be an extrovert whatever um, situation you're in. But the key here is you have to be open. You have to be transparent with your coworkers or with your manager. So let's say you are a shy introvert and you hate speaking up in meetings. So you can tell your coworkers and your manager and just say, I'm not very comfortable with speaking up in meetings. So if you call on me, please give me an extra five to 10 seconds to gather my thoughts and I can come up with a, a adequate response or, or a good answer or something like that. Because if you now that you set the expectations, they know what to expect rather than Stephen. What, what do you think? What's your answer? And then they're, they're pushing you to, to provide something. Well, you need that extra five to ten seconds to to provide provide your response. So you know, I, I think that's the biggest thing. You just have to be transparent with others. Um, when you enter the workforce, you realize you work with so many different types of personalities, so many different types of people. Um, so you you have to understand how people like to work, how people like to communicate. And they also have to know, you know, the same thing for you as well. I love that point. I love it, love it, love it. I couldn't love it even, you know, any more than than that because it, it's so impactful to to and that in and of itself is confidence building. You know, going to your supervisor, going to your boss, and having having a conversation about this is this is how I operate, and this is how. I'm going to bring the best out of myself at work. I, I can make decisions. I can, you know, take leadership, but I still need my time to process. <laughs> I, you know, I, I need that, that time to reflect a little bit. And I think there's a real appreciation for that because it, it, it helps build a deeper perspective amongst the team that you work with and amongst your colleagues that this is the this is the approach and we need to make sure that we allow people to bring them the best out of themselves at work and and I, I think it's a it's an amazing opportunity for a young person to be able to have that conversation and see what transforms after that because I mean that's that's where the that's where it gets exciting. So you know Stephen this has been fantastic as we start winding down this episode two last questions. And one is our quintessential question, which is what is the best piece of career advice that you could pass along for the next generation? Yeah. So I share this with any college student, every college student I, I share a presentation with, or I coach one-on-one, join a club or organization while you're at school or even in, in your workplace, because that's the best way for you to build all these soft skills that everyone talks about leadership, communication, organization, because if you join a club, especially when you're in school, there's really no pressure. 
you're not managing a multi-million dollar budget, right? You're, you're, the people who attend all your presentations are just your peers. You're not trying to impress the CEO or managers or anything like that. So join an organization or a club and hold a leadership position while you're in school. And that really gets you with that head start. So, so when you enter the workplace, you have these leadership skills, these communication skills, these organization school skills that are, that you really don't learn in class. You don't learn from a textbook. You have to learn by just, by just doing. And by also having these leadership positions on your resume, it makes you much more marketable for any type of position that you apply for because they see, oh, you're not just a regular student. Uh, you're actually part of an organization. And not only that, you are also leading an organization where you did X, Y, and Z. So, you know, you got multiple benefits there with building up your soft skills and a, a good resume booster as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Powerful, powerful stuff. And I think it's uh, such a great reminder uh, for for everyone to take these opportunities, you know, pr- you know, particularly if you are in school or or you're out of school, there's still plenty of opportunities for you to get involved with, you know, professional associations, maybe um, civic groups, your chamber of commerce. I mean, I mean, it could be anything, but really, really take advantage of those those opportunities that exist. So, Stephen, I'm sure individuals are going to want to follow you and get connected. So what's the best way to find you? Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, you can search up my name, Stephen Liu, or you can look up the hashtag Stephen Helps You. I put that hashtag on all of my posts, so that's a quick way to find me. I also have a website, uh, which is stephenhelpsyoucoaching.com. Uh, so if you want to, if you need more support in your career, whether it's a resume rewrite, you need help with your LinkedIn profile, optimizing that, or you need uh, a mock interview to prepare for your next interview, or even just having a conversation on building up confidence, uh, you can f- go to my website, stephenhelpsyoucoaching.com and uh, book a call from there. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Well, Stephen, thank you so much. This was such an honor to have you. Um, very impactful episode. Stay tuned. We have some more great content coming in the next few weeks. This is great. your career GPS and your journey awaits. <laughs>